This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, we'll talk about a big part of your overall health, your teeth. We'll talk to the folks at BC Perio. That's coming up. But first, the consumer news from the past week. The Supreme Court of Canada said this week they would not listen to an appeal by the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club. It's all about a court case that ruled that the organization would have to give up three million bucks worth of stuff, including expensive cars and property in East Van Nanaimo and Kelowna. Several Hells Angels members wanted the Supreme Court to overturn the ruling which said that the property was bought with proceeds from organized crime. BC's Minister of Public Safety said that the refusal by the Supreme Court of Canada shows BC's laws targeting organized crime are constitutional and effective. Mike Farnworth said the laws send a message that the province will go after the proceeds of organized crime, including clubhouses, expensive cars, front businesses, and anything else that amounts to a profit from illegal activity. The money from the sale of all that stuff will be used to support victims of crime. And though it's been legal for five years, many cannabis users continue to get their supply from gray market non-registered producers. And it's one of the realities that is hitting the cannabis industry pretty hard. The price of cannabis has plummeted since it all became legal, down from an average of 11 bucks a gram to $3.50. One expert says a lot of people are trying to sell their pot-producing businesses, but they just can't find a buyer. The legit pot producers want the government to loosen up some of its regulations, or else Canada will see a lot more companies go bankrupt. The province has launched its flu and COVID immunization campaign. Vaccinations are now available in pharmacies right across BC. The campaign begins as the BC Centre for Disease Control says COVID hospitalizations, new infections and deaths are going up. Last month, Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry reinstated mask mandates in healthcare settings in advance of the return of respiratory illness season. And with Canada in a housing crisis, we need more places for people to live, obviously. And you can learn a lot about how many new homes are being built by looking at the overall value of all the current building permits. More permits being bought mean more new homes being built. So how's it looking? Can we look forward to a lot of new houses and apartments coming on the market in the coming months and years? Well, according to Statistics Canada, the value of residential building permits is down 4% from the month before, with the total value of all those building permits at $7 billion. The biggest drop was for multi-unit buildings, down 10%. The bright spot for single family was for single family homes. That was up 5%. And if you combine the residential permits with non-residential permits, the value overall was actually higher, up 15%. So that means there's a lot of non-residential stuff being built. And that would include things at random like Lionsgate Hospital renovation in North Van and a big new university building in Kelowna. Can TikTok help you with your mental health? Every day, 34 million videos are posted on TikTok, and now the platform is offering some new tools to help manage 
mental health. If you start searching for videos with keywords like anxiety, depression, or trauma, you'll be able to see links accredited to accredited sites like the U.S. National Institutes of Health. The TikTok app is also supporting the silent walking trend. That's the concept of walking without your headphones on so you can enjoy the quiet, which can be very helpful to your mood and overall mental health. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And speaking of your overall health, your mouth is very important. Do you have an infection in your mouth? Are you missing a tooth, a whole bunch of teeth? Maybe you're sick of your dentures. There are all sorts of options, and we'll hear about them next with the folks from BC Perio. So stick around. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. It's Vancouver Consumer. And are you missing a tooth? Maybe a bunch of teeth? Maybe you've had dentures for a while and you're getting sick of them because I... I know the people that I have known who have had dentures, it's never been a a relationship where they loved their dentures. And uh, if you are frustrated with your dentures, a dental implant may be just what you need. Dental implant technology is becoming more and more common as people find they can get a new healthy smile sometimes in one day. And we're going to talk about that teeth in a day. Uh, It's all because of the new technology, the materials that are being used and techniques that make it quicker and more comfortable. And at the forefront of this new dental implant technology uh, around the world, actually, is a place right here in the lower mainland. It's the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. You can find them online at bcperio.ca. They're on West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And one of the uh, dental professionals there is our friend, Dr. Ron Zokel. And Dr. Zokel is with us now. Hi, Ron. How are you? Hi, Martin. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, and uh, you're always uh, on the road. Uh, you're always teaching. And and I guess that's a, an important part of this whole dental implant field is technology because it's changing all the time, isn't it? Well, it is. It's evolving extensively year after year. And although we've been providing these services now for, gosh, four to five decades, um, every year grows, every year yields improvements and refinements and procedures, uh, benefits to patients, as well as uh, solutions that never were expected to have been achieved before. Right. And and when I got my dental implant, I have one dental implant in my mouth. It was quite a few years ago and it was a, a long process. And uh, now BC Perio talks a lot about teeth in a day for some people. So let's talk about that. For some people, they can go in and get a new dental implant, a new tooth in one day. So talk about that. I mean, is it it's it's not for everybody, but for certain people, it can happen, right? Well, it certainly can, Martin. One of the things that I find is that some people will come in expecting that if they have a dental implant, they can automatically have teeth in a day. And in many cases, that's absolutely true. But I want to just point out that in reality, the ability to put teeth on an implant immediately is 
based on whether or not the implant is adequately secure in the bone structure of the jaw, because early loss of the implant will happen if the bone is too weak and the bone is being overloaded by the biting force that's placed on it. So we evaluate every circumstance to see whether or not a person who is a candidate for having teeth in a day will be able to receive it. And uh, there are some circumstances where it's critically important, like a single tooth in the front area of your mouth. If we can put it, put a tooth on there onto the implant on the very same day, we will yield the very best results possible. And that's what we try to do. Right. And in one day, I, I guess uh, you've seen a lot of people walk in and walk out as two different people. <laughs> yes, regularly, especially people who have teeth that are severely broken down and uh, missing a lot of teeth in their mouth with a lot of decay and gum disease and things like that. When we do teeth in a day for them, we take out all the disease, put the implants in and put a complete set of teeth fixed to the implants that very same day. So they do indeed walk out a different person. So what do you say to people? There's probably a lot of people listening who uh, are missing teeth and maybe they think they've left it too long and uh, there's nothing you can do to get them fixed. Are you surprised uh, or, or a lot of people, a lot of your patients surprised about the solutions that uh, you can offer? I, I think that's true. And the perception is erroneous, actually. In reality, there are very, very few people who we cannot treat. Uh, even though you've been wearing dentures for 40 or 50 years, you suffered a massive amount of bone loss, many of those people we can manage and care for and give them teeth in one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio, the Dental Health and Implant Center, two locations in the Lower Mainland, West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. They're at bcperio.ca. And one thing uh, I talked about off the top is uh, dentures and people who have dentures. And like I say, I don't know a lot of people who have had dentures, who talk about their dentures all that fondly. It's sort of something, it's a, it's a necessary evil so that they can eat. And, and you probably see a lot of people who are just sick and tired of dentures. And uh, you, can, you can help. Yeah, yes, indeed we can. Uh, what I'll tell you is that there are some people who do find their dentures tolerable. And, uh, and they may be a part of those people who who for whatever reason felt, well, their parents might have had dentures and they got along just fine with them. But by and large, they learned to tolerate them, not enjoy them, but literally tolerate them. And a very, very few number of people will be able to enjoy eating foods relatively normal. And I say relatively because you lose about 80% of your biting force when you have dentures compared to when you have implant teeth or your own natural teeth. Mm-hmm. And, and dentures, they change over time too. They, they, they sort of, they're like shoes. They kind of wear out and they stretch in certain areas and what may feel good for a while might not feel good uh, down the road, right? That's true. And that's because the bone structure that is supporting the denture, the gum tissue and the bone structure, the bone structure changes and it, it actually starts to, in a sense, melt away. Uh, when you're wearing dentures. So the denture no longer fits. What used to fit maybe six months, a year, two years ago, doesn't fit the same way any longer. The more that a denture doesn't fit well, the more it causes an increased rate and more bone loss. So those people who are constantly relining their dentures or replacing their dentures find they have to do so to avoid that problem from happening. 
Mm-hmm. And it's important to let people know that it's not just a, a situation where you go in and then you get all new implants because it's different for everybody. And uh, some people, uh, you might set up a system where there's a couple of implants and then a bridge and all these different things and, and also different costs, right? So it's, it's different for everybody. It is. And in many cases, uh, you have an option. Dentists have an option, I should say. And that is when you have missing teeth, you have the option of removing all the teeth if they're severely deteriorated or just replacing a few teeth. And in those cases, you can, you can actually place implants that just replace the missing teeth only and rebuild everything and make it look like you originally never lost a tooth for that matter. Right. So it's, it's seems like a good idea. Go to bcperio.ca, set up a consultation. And, uh, I think you might be surprised. Do you find a lot of people are surprised at the options that they're given? <laughs> Very much so. And, uh, and I might say that the more you make it look absolutely perfectly natural, the more likely it's going to cost a bunch more. That's why teeth in a day where you put in four or five implants and build a whole set of teeth on them is so effective for so many people. And uh, that's generally what they choose. Yeah. And do you, do you find most people know what a dental implant is and how it works or, or is there still some misunderstanding about it? I think it's becoming increasingly rare for people not to understand what implants are. I mean, we use implants all over the body. So the concept of an implant is not new to almost anybody. Some people may not understand exactly the details of how an implant works, but the principle of working to support teeth is not it's a rare that people, it's rare that people don't understand that. So the implant is actually what is, is being put in and fuses with the bone, right? That's correct. And that's a misunderstanding that a lot of people do have. They think, well, if I have an implant, the tooth comes with it. Well, it's not completely true. The implant goes in the bone, as you mentioned, and then a tooth is put on the implant itself to complete that, that whole system. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the, the tooth, which matches your other teeth, uh, perfectly. So I, and I guess everybody has different, t- uh, tinted teeth. Some are a little yellower than others. <laughs> and you want to make sure that it, cause you don't want like a really bright white one that sticks up. Well, that's very, very true. Aesthetics is a very large part of what we do. And the idea of making something look natural is probably the most enjoyed procedure that we have. Uh, I, I think a lot of people will come in wanting to make it look good, but they'll specify really white teeth. And truth of the matter is, is that really white teeth doesn't look quite as good as they think it does. Right. Yeah. You look kind of like a TV presenter from the seventies or something. Sure. And somebody we call it, what we prefer to do is what we call uh, age relative uh, aesthetics. In other words, if somebody comes in and they're 85 years old and they look like they got 21 year old teeth, it quite doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I got mine there, they, they had all the different shades and they all had different names. And my shade was Kentucky coal miner. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and when you talk about fusing something to the bone and add that to dentistry, one of the things, it seems like a lot of people might be afraid of, uh, the operation of, 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 and I, I shouldn't even call it an operation because it's not an operation, but when they get this kind of work done, they're afraid of pain because a lot of people are afraid of the dentist, but uh, it's not that painful anymore, is it? Mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me refine your thoughts a bit. It is an operation, literally. Right. And 
And because we open tissues up and we're working with body parts below the tissue level. And that's exactly what an operation is. But uh, as you correctly pointed out, it's not nearly as a, a painful as one might expect. And people are very, very much surprised uh, to learn that even though we tell them it's possible to have a lot of pain, the great majority of people have very little. Yeah. And uh, I also look on the website for BC Perio and it looks like a very comfortable place. And you you go to great lengths to make sure people are comfortable. And I guess that's sort of the challenge in dentistry these days is to make people comfortable. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> dentistry had a bad name over many years of, uh, of people. I, I remember hearing family members or mothers saying to a daughter or son, that, you aren't good, I'm going to send you to the dentist. And I, I just cringe when I hear that. I get, oh boy. So today we make every effort to make sure that the young people, when they go to see their dentist, and you can never send them too early to see the dentist for the first time, but they grow accustomed to it and they don't, aren't fearful of it. And uh, we do everything we can to limit their anxiety. Yeah. And it's, it's so important. It's not just a, you know, a, a, a cosmetic thing. It's, it's the health of your mouth is so important to the rest of your body. And if, if there's infection or something like that, that needs to be looked at, right? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, remember the mouth is a very hostile area. I think a lot of professionals refer to it as that because of the ex massive number of bacteria and microorganisms that are in your mouth normally. And, and when you're trying to get something to heal, you got to make sure, and you're trying to treat that area, you got to make sure that those microorganisms don't get in there and help create a problem for the success of a surgical procedure. And uh, we'll make every effort to make that happen. And we're able to do that quite effectively. Dr. Ron Zokel is our guest. Uh, it's a Vancouver consumer. And he is from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. They have two locations, West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And if you go to bcperio.ca, the website, you can uh, set up a consultation and maybe they can help you. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about dental implants and, and some of the reasons why uh, they can't be beat for all the different dental solutions out there. A dental implant is a pretty good one. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong and our friend Dr. Ron Zokel is here from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. They have two locations, West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And you can go to bcperio.ca to find out uh, all the information you need. You can also give them a call at 604-872-0222. And uh, Dr. Ron Zokel, uh, you are uh, an interesting uh, person because you, you are very involved in teaching and education of this kind of dentistry. And I notice you're the director of the Pacific Implant Institute, which is in Vancouver. And uh, how important is it to you to, to spread the word about this kind of technology? Well, I, personally, and for personal reasons, it's very, very important. It's part of what I've done for so many years. I think I started teaching this field back in about 1991, 92 area. And uh, I, I, started the Pacific Implant Institute in 1996. 
And um, it's evolved since then to the Digital Dentistry Institute, which incorporates all the training programs for that were in the Pacific Implant Institute. So things have moved along over the years. I brought in some very superb dentists, specialists to assist in the training programs. And uh, right now we're, we're, we're doing these things every day, almost every week or I was going to say day, and of course that's not quite accurate, but but certainly a couple of times a month or more, we're out somewhere in North America or various parts of the world teaching this field. Yeah. And you're always telling me about when you're going out to different places all over the world, you're also learning because I guess this uh, technology is changing so quickly that you have to stay on top of it or you'll be left behind. Well, you do, in fact, and uh, not only for personal needs and desires to be one of the better people in this field, but but also when you teach other dentists, what you need to do is maintain a complete understanding of the recent research and what has been proven to work and what has been proven not to work, so that when you provide that information to other dentists, that that they you know for a fact that that what you're giving them is something that will be supported uh, by the literature and be more effective or how they treat their patients. Right. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio, bcperio.ca. And you mentioned digital dentistry. And I think that's uh, where BC Perio really excels with the imaging, because you're working, you know, with bone and trying to, to fuse the dental implant to the bone imaging, you know, digital imaging and, uh, just going beyond x-rays uh, is really important at BC Perio, isn't it? This is one of the great advancements that has been made in the field of dentistry as a whole, but particularly implant dentistry, because right now, not only can we image the bone structure of the face and jaws in three dimensions, we can also do a surface uh, reconstruction of the soft tissue and marry the two and be able to see the end result before we even start it. So we plan our, our treatment and then we execute more accurately because we can provide uh, guided uh, implant placement in such a fashion that we're accurate to about sub-millimeter proportions. And that's really, really accurate. So we've, these are great, great things that are helping the profession. Yeah, it makes it more efficient and quicker. And I'm guessing a little more painless too. Partly, yes. And uh, if you can place implants in, in accurately and very simply, then your surgeries are yes, not as uh, aggressive, not as severe, not as invasive. All of that is to the benefit of the patient. Right. And uh, you've got the two locations uh, in the Lower Mainland, one on Johnson Street in Coquitlam, one on West Broadway in Vancouver. And I'm guessing a lot of people travel uh, great distances sometimes to, to, to take advantage of BC Perio. Is that true? <laughs> I have to smile a wee bit. I remember, uh, one patient complaining they're coming in from, uh, from the, uh, let's say it was right in the Langley area. That's a long way to go for an implant. And, uh, and when they told me this, I said, well, you might have to talk to the person who comes in from Switzerland that comes to see me and another, another <laughs> one from Taiwan. So <laughs> it's a matter of relative uh, distance, you might say. But I, some people are coming at a great distance. When they, when they find a dentist that they like and trust, they'll travel a long way to spend time with that person. 
Yeah, and you know, it it provides a, a huge solution to a to a problem. Dental implants, and uh, I mean, do you find most is it most people who are missing sort of one tooth, or is it a lot of people with dentures? I guess it's everybody. Yeah, the people we treat more often than not uh, who come in from listening to a program such as this are people who need very, very extensive work and haven't been to a dentist for a long time or have allowed their mouth to deteriorate and they're feeling pain and they're very, very conscious of their problems. The other part is that we have doctors who refer to us and often those are for single teeth when they get missing and, and how conveniently can we replace that missing tooth with a with an implant supported tooth efficiently and effectively. So we've got those two different styles, if you will, of patients coming in through our doors. Mm-hmm. And people should go to bcperio.ca and they can set up uh, an, a, an initial assessment, a consultation, and uh, you might be surprised at what they can do because I guess a lot of people have their own ideas about what you can do, but you guys are the professionals. <laughs> well, we, we have a struggle when somebody comes in and tells us what they need done and how to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we kind of uneducate them for a short bit before we can re-educate them. <laughs> right, right. And I guess a lot of people, uh, older people think, well, it's too late. But age is not a factor when it comes to dental implants. No, it certainly isn't. It's your, it's youth. If you're too young and you're still growing, we don't want to put dental implants in it until you're finished your growing of your jaws. And if you have a medical condition that prohibits any type of significant bone type surgery. So, and that's not age dependent. We can have people with those medical issues in their 50s, 60s, 70s, age, all throughout that. But we can treat many, many of our patients are in their 80s and some are even in their 90s. Yeah. And I, I guess that's really important, uh, you know, when someone is in their 80s and 90s, because if if you if your mouth isn't working properly and you've got dentures that don't fit or or you have any kind of problem like that, you're probably not going to eat the kind of foods you should eat. And I think it would probably make a big impact on your life. Well, it can make a great impact on your life. And I, I just, while we were saying, uh, talking about this a moment ago, I was just, something just crossed my mind. I had a, a physician who came in to see me who I'd been treating on behalf of his regular dentist over a few years with a implant here and implant there. And he's 85 years old, retired, but he looks about 65 and he acts even younger. And I'm thinking to myself, this person's got another 15, 20 years I'm anticipating. And therefore implants that are placed are going to have a huge value for him as time goes on. Yeah, no kidding. He's probably eating really good food, a lot of salads, a lot of crunchy foods, carrots, those kind of things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you can't eat celery, you know, it's a problem. And, <laughs> and in terms of, uh, you know, the, we've talked about bone and jaw bones and stuff. If somebody is missing a tooth and they're sort of putting off, uh, getting that looked at or getting a, a replacement, it's probably not a good thing to, to let that go for any longer. Right. Because the jaw bone strength kind of declines without a tooth in that socket. Well, it does. And it will, it'll, what we call atrophy, and we talk about muscles atrophy. Well, bone can atrophy as well. Anything that's not used to any significant degree, degree may well shrink, and bone included. Uh, on top of that is that when you are missing a tooth and you don't replace it, it throws the whole dental system into an imbalance. And that just causes more problems. One of the things we say is that one of when you have a problem in dentistry, it never gets better with time. It only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, right. And and when you fuse a you know a titanium implant uh, onto bone, that actually can encourage your body to grow new bone around it, right? Yes. When when we put an implant in, there's a phenomenon that happens and the body kind of removes some of the bone immediately around the implant to start with, and then it builds it back up. And uh, when it does, it grows very close to this material. And the material we use is titanium. Titanium is shown that the body does not recognize it as a foreign material. And therefore, you don't have the type of response that you have when other foreign objects are placed in the body. And that's what makes this thing work so well. Yeah, that's so cool that the body actually gets involved and starts creating, you know, it sort of helps out the whole situation. Sure it does. Yeah. And we, we rely on those those new inventions. And that's an invention that happened back in the 1950s and 1960s. And we became aware of potential of titanium to support these structures. So it's been a major benefit to all of humanity. Mm-hmm. And for people who aren't uh, all that aware of how dental implants work, uh, they are sort of I mean, maintenance-free, as, as maintenance-free as your regular teeth are. Once you get dental implants, you don't think about them. As long as you, you know, brush and floss regularly, they'll be fine, just like your other teeth. You're right. And and the thing is, and as you well have experienced and said yourself, is that you never think about a dental implant until you start talking to me. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's how we want it. Yeah, no, it's true. I, 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 we, we're always halfway through the conversation. I go, oh yeah, I have a dental implant. Forgot all about that. Uh, but, uh, but it's just a matter of, uh, brushing and flossing. And, uh, and I guess as a dentist, how many times have you told someone to floss a little bit more? <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> Somebody said, do I have to floss all my teeth? I said, only the ones you want to keep. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, we're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio. And, uh, you know, in the in the last couple of minutes that we have, um, what's your advice for somebody who who may be putting off sort of looking at their their teeth and their dental health? Because like you say, there's probably a lot of people out there who maybe are missing some teeth. Maybe they have a little bit of infection in their mouth and they think that, oh, I'm just, uh, I just pull them all, get dentures. But uh what do you say to those people? And uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to encourage them to head into BC Perio. Well, of course. And, and one of the things that we go back to the, what I just said, and that is nothing gets better. When you have some dental disease, it never gets better. It gets worse all the time. And sometimes you can't necessarily feel it. Therefore, the only way to understand it and know what's going on is to get an expert like a dentist to have a look at it. In our case here, what we'll do is do a full assessment and we'll give you an understanding of what's happening in your mouth and give you options of how to treat it. Following that, then it's going to be up to you as to whether you choose to go that route or not. But the most important thing is that it doesn't cost you anything to start out because we don't charge for our, our appointments where we do an examination for implants and uh, and provide our recommendations. Yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing you've never heard anybody say they wish they hadn't come in. <laughs> <laughs> That's never come up. I sure hope that it's not true. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, I don't think it is. Um, Dr. Ron Zokel, I go to bcperio.ca and set up a consultation and, uh, don't wait any longer. Get, get, uh, your mouth looked at and there's all sorts of options. It doesn't have to be a mouthful of all new implants. It could be a a combination. Uh, so go to bcperio.ca. 
Uh, they have two locations, West Broadway in Vancouver, Johnson Street in Coquitlam. You can also give them a call, 604-872-0222. And Dr. Ron Zokel, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Martin. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Still to come, the Canucks were big winners in their opening night last week against Edmonton. But if Brock Besser had just scored one more goal, somebody would be a million dollars richer. I've got that story when we come back. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. The Vancouver Canucks began their season with a sellout crowd at Rogers Arena on Wednesday night. And what an opener. They beat the Edmonton Oilers 8-1. That's the way to open the regular season, as opposed to their preseason opener back in September when they lost their first exhibition game 10-0 to Calgary. But that's preseason, so who cares? The real thing started Wednesday with that big win, and Brock Besser had a huge night for the Canucks. Uh, He scored four goals. In fact, if he could have just scored one more, he would have made someone $1 million richer. If you watch the games, they're always talking about the score and win promotion sponsored by Save on Foods. It's a contest that promises a million bucks if a player scores five goals in a game. The contest also runs in Calgary, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. The million bucks would be paid out over 20 years $50,000 a year. So $50,000 a year for 20 years. That would kind of take the edge off. Uh, Despite some high-end snipers like Pavel Burry and Marcus Naslin in their history, the Canucks have never had a player score five goals in a game. To be fair, it's only happened 63 times in all of NHL history. That means that uh, Save on Foods probably won't have to pay out the $1 million grand prize anytime soon. But it has happened, and it happened on a nationally televised Hockey Night in Canada game when Patrick Lane scored five goals in a game for the Winnipeg Jets against the St. Louis Blues. And the lucky million-dollar winner, whose name was drawn for that, was a pastor from Winnipeg named Christopher Haley. Though, with his four-goal game, Besser did earn one unnamed winner a $100,000 prize through the promotion, but Besser just needed one more goal to make it a cool million. The Canucks' next game is tonight as the Oilers try to exact some revenge on home ice in Edmonton. In the meantime, the Toronto Maple Leafs started their new season with a new celebration song. Up until now, Whenever the Leafs scored, they would play the Hall and Oates song, You Make My Dreams Come True. But starting this season, the celebration song will be Kin- Kid Cuddy's Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, Kid Cuddy. Uh, the team says they plan to play other songs for original six matchups and theme nights. And over in Ottawa, the Senators have a new patch on their home uniform starting tonight. It's a Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce logo. The Sens have just signed a multi-year deal with CIBC. It's the first time they've worn a sponsor logo on their jerseys. The Canucks currently wear the logo of the CIBC's mortal enemies, the TD Bank. They're not really mortal enemies, the two banks. I just thought I'd try to stir up a little rivalry. Uh, This is Vancouver Consumer. Uh, We are here every Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. I want to thank our producer and brand new Canadian, Leo Coelho. 
I'm Martin Strong. We'll see you next week. Stick around. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.